Hey there, welcome back. Okay, I promised in last week's episode that I would talk about this eventually someday, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do it right now. (laughs) So if you're brand new to the show, then you may not know this, but I do not like raised beds, and it's because I've done raised beds. And I was saying in last week's show that I was, everything really kind of changed for me when we moved to this new location. And I was able to, I just had a blank slate. I just had a lot of grass, a lot of grass. And I did everything in a different way. And it was really kind of, it's it's hard when you have something, like say you have your couch in the same place all the time, to just kind of renegotiate with yourself about the decision you made a long time ago, right? It's like, oh, I put all this investment into it, or it's really heavy, or it's going to be hard to undo. Okay, so I definitely know what I would do now with all those raised beds that I had in the place that we left. It had irrigation already to it. There was a lot of things that I did like about it. But what I would do now, and this is going to be a really short and sweet show today, but I think a lot of people need to hear this because um, a lot of people really believe, especially in the beginning when they first start growing food, is I'm growing food, so I must have lumber, right? I need to build raised beds. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. By the way... If you're new here, welcome to the Edible Gardens podcast. I'm your host, Nanette Blair, and I'm so glad that you found us because what we do here is we help people create edible and beautiful landscapes that are way better than organic because I'm on a mission. My mission is to make good food accessible to everyone. And in my opinion, the best definition of good food is nutritious, delicious, and safe. And it doesn't get any better than picking fresh fruit, herbs, veggies straight off the plant where you know what went into it from start to finish. And you won't find any tomato cages here. As a matter of fact, there's a lot you won't find here, including pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or any of the other sides. But what you will find here are landscapes that are designed for beauty, reflection, fun, entertaining, and the list goes on to whatever you want. After all, it's your home, your yard, and your taste, and beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, you know that garden you've been thinking about? Well, I know you're ready. I know I'm ready, so let's dig in. Okay, here's what I would do. I would go just pull off all that wood. I would leave all of the soil that's there, and I would mulch. On top of that, which, you know, I usually did put some mulch down, but mostly I was putting mulch in between the raised beds. And it's really kind of ironic. Now I'll see raised beds and I see all kinds of mulch in between the raised beds, but no mulch in the beds, which makes no sense to me now, now that I'm doing what I'm doing now. (laughs) But anyway, what I would do is I would just pull that wood off of the sides And of course, I would leave the uh, irrigation there already. I might even fill in a little bit, you know, like if you had two rows of six foot beds, maybe you had like two or three in a row, I'd probably connect those together and make like a pleasant looking uh, shape, whatever shape you think that is. Again, it's your home, your yard, your taste. Um, But a lot of times we kind of sequester those raised beds in the back of the property because we don't want it right in the front where everybody can see it. Right. But, uh, I would still do the same thing back there. I don't know where yours is, but most people put it in the back. I would do the same thing back there and just make a pretty little landscape in the back. Maybe even like we had a pretty big yard 
uh, we actually had two lots. We had a front lot and a back lot. We just had two lots to ourselves and we had more land than anybody else in that neighborhood, which I really loved it because there was nobody in front of us. There was nobody behind us and there was nobody on one side of us. So it kind of felt like we were kind of out by ourselves a little bit. We weren't squeezed in between four houses, one in front, one in back, one on side, one on the other side. So we did have a pretty big yard. So if you can imagine, we had a front yard, we had the house, we had a pool, and then we had kind of a backyard. And that was kind of our setup. Well, we put the raised bed garden in the back. Actually, we had a pool house. So we had a little bit of a raised bed area in front of the pool house. And then we had a lot of raised beds in the back. But it's really simple. There's no reason for me to really keep going on. All I would do really is pull the, the wood off. And like I've said in the past, it looks really pretty when you do raised beds to begin with. Uh, you have the wood is brand new. It's all kind of that yellowy, fresh lumber color. And then after a while, it just gets kind of worn and dingy looking unless you stain it or something, which I never did really want to do that because I wasn't sure what was in the stain. So it did get kind of dingy looking, but I would just pull that wood off. I would leave the soil and then I would do what I call a nice clean edge. Some people call it a plumb line. But when you look at some of these really beautiful landscaped yards, and I'm not talking edible landscaping, I'm just talking landscaping, uh, you see, and they call it a berm. So if you look up berm, B-E-R-M, uh, you'll see a lot of really beautiful landscaping, and it's called a berm. So I have a YouTube video where I show how I do my nice clean edge, and that's what I do on all my landscapes now. Now, I used to, when we first moved here, I did put rock. We bought uh, several pallets of rock. But what happened when we put that rock down is all those grass runners would run up under the rock. And that's what happens when you do raised beds. It's going to go up under the raised bed. Now, a lot of people will put plastic and line it and, you know, that doesn't really work either. The microbes in the soil need to be able to go down deep, come back up, go down deep, come back up. And they're going to do your tilling for you. There's no reason to uh, to do any tilling. But if you put a barrier inside of a raised bed, now, if you do have that barrier in there, I would take it out. So I would go to the trouble of doing that. If I had done that, not really knowing any better, I, I would, now that I know what I know, I would pull out that liner, like a black plastic liner, because it's not good for the soil. It doesn't allow the microbes to come up and down, like the earthworms. They're going to do all your tilling for you. They're going to do, they're going to do so much for you if you let them. So they don't need that barrier there. Now, if you put in something like cardboard down there that will have just completely composted in place and it's gone now you know depending on how long it's been there but uh, yeah I would just pull that off and then I would do a nice clean edge where it looks like a berm just like in these beautiful landscapes that you see that's what I would do it's really simple <laughs> all right that is going to do it for this one and remember this podcast is dedicated to you so that we can all put good food on the table Until next time, bye for now.